0: Hi friends, welcome to God Stories. I am your host, Cassie, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. This is where I have on my friends, both new and old, to share their God Stories. From the big, aha, miraculous, life-changing moments to the ordinary, everyday moments that are oftentimes the very extraordinary, life-changing ones. My hope is that you're encouraged. My hope is that you're sometimes challenged. My hope is that you feel welcome and enjoy today's episode. Hi friends, welcome to God's Stories. I'm so happy to be sitting with Regina Alexander in her wonderful home today. I was telling her when we were praying it just feels like a um a warm home a home of peace and i'm so thankful to be here i first heard your story regina on storytellers live at carapot's house almost a year ago so thank you for being on today go ahead and introduce yourself super excited to be here Um, my name
1: again is regina alexander and i reside here in Katy, texas with my husband of 22 years and my beautiful four kiddos kayla alexander kristen Alexander, Kennedy, Alexander, and CJ. And I have from college to middle school to high school to elementary. So life is full. But I'm very, very thankful to be in this space with you today.
0: Thank you. I know you stay busy as a mom and in the community as well. So I just feel so grateful that you agreed to be on. Uh, We're going to dive right into your story. I'm going to give you the mic and let you share what God has done in your life.
1: Well, man, that's that's layered, but I would like to just start off with reminding us as um, listeners that we all need a village um, in our lives, and that was part of my story that I shared at Storytellers, that the enemy would have us be isolated and alone, and Um, The Bible is very clear that a three-strand cord is not easily broken. And so just a reminder for each one of you all who are listening to us that we need a village, that we are better together, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that what the enemy meant for evil, God can absolutely turn around for our good, and he does not waste a thing. So whatever we're navigating in life, that he can use it for his glory and for our good and so just a few nuggets that i'd just like to share Um, i believe in being the best version of ourselves that god has made us an original that we are not a duplicate to anyone around us um, that we are more than conquerors that we are um, not less than that we have the mind of christ so dare not compare Um, is one thing that I speak into and comparison is the thief of joy and so as I navigate my story those are reminders that I have to tell myself that I have to speak over myself what is my self talk what um, do I speak to other women what do I speak to my four children who are watching who are listening and so we all have a story Um, I'm grateful to share an excerpt of my story and i'm reminded that again um hallelujah anyhow is what i say but god despite the heart um cassie and us uh, and i were just speaking on how it's amazing that i'm in awe of god that good and hard can coexist in the same space that we can have joy peace and delight in the midst of the heart and so i'll share several um reasons why i have to anchor to his word in those nuggets and why it's so important for us to have a village that he knits our hearts together for um for his good and for his glory and what it really means to be in relationship and community and not just being in proximity but building intimacy and relationship over time. That is what being in community and living life together really, really looks like. And so we need the support of women in our lives. And like I shared in our storytellers that I uh, have navigated different seasons and spaces in my life. And one of the most challenging times that I've had was um, navigating my oldest brother uh, being, Um, incarcerated and I will um, share part of that story it's been many years um, that I've navigated unfortunately the criminal justice system but I remember getting very very hard news um, back in 2012 about my um, my oldest brother and um, I was sitting outside waiting for a phone call and I got the hardest news about what his sentence would be and I had my dear friend my sister friend and neighbor uh, across the street just sit with me and weep with me and lament with me and it was just a reminder that in the heart God will surround you he will bring comfort and that he will bring um, a village a tribe to support you and so um, that has been and continues to be a very very hard journey that I've navigated um, with my oldest brother but again I'm just trusting that through the heart that God can use my story to encourage individuals to continue to trust in God and to continue to tap into those friends and those relationships that surround us. And so that's one story that I've navigated. I continue to advocate for him. Um, I continue to um, plead for his innocence in um, his specific case. And I continue to trust that God is working all things out for his good. Um like eight Romans eight twenty-eight reminds us. And so um I shared that storytellers, another very, very hard situation that I navigated with um my oldest daughter now, and she was in middle school, and it's just a reminder that uh, for such a time as this we're called out in from silence into Um, Sometimes the challenging, the hard, the uncomfortable spaces. And my prayer is always to um, reflect God well in this community, around my children, around my spouse, around um, friends and family. And so we have choices in life. And I remember uh, my daughter, Kayla, uh, receiving a very, very hard text message in middle school during lunch time and she, well I'm African-American she's African-American and at the at the um at the lunch period her and every other female African-American or person of color received a text message that was um very very hard and it was derogatory and it Um, was a hate-filled message spoken over um, female ladies who were of color and I will choose not to repeat the specifics of it, but it was Alarming enough to where myself as a parent had to choose how I needed to respond how what I needed for her to do and she um eventually got up with the other young ladies and went to the counselor's office and we told her that we would be on her her, on our way to um to get her and to protect her and in my flesh i mentioned earlier that i have a younger daughter at the time um, she was in the car and when i got this text message I remember
0: trying to call the number as a mama um, mama bear comes out, right? I just want to say it's Storytellers Live, you showed a picture of the screenshot, and it had the number, and I was ready to text that number.
1: That's exactly what I did. So I saw that number, and I called it because that's what us mamas mm-hmm. do. Like, Who is this person? But it was a dummy number that the individual used to be able to um, send that text message out simultaneously to all of the young ladies at that lunch period. And I remember my youngest daughter being in the car and she was just like, Mom, you promised me we were going to Chuck E. Cheese and I'm like, well, not today, girlfriend. So. I, it calmed her down, and I, I told her a part of the situation, and in my flesh, I was angry, and I was hurt, and I was disappointed, and. So I called my mom. Oh, I called my mom. I called my girl, my my, village, my tribe, the one who is rooted and anchored in God's word, all the time, and. I remember wanting her to give me a response that was flesh, of the flesh, and I wanted her to (laughs) support my anger and my vengeance, and she did none of that. And uh, she told me specifically, for such a time as this, God is calling you out of silence, and he's prepared you, and he's equipped you for such a time as this. And gosh, that was a hard reality and it wasn't what my flesh wanted to respond and so long story short, God reminded me that he wanted me to use this situation to unite the community, to draw the community together, to bring awareness and dialogue and change, necessary change to bring exposure to the very harsh and real realities that under individuals um navigate that a lot of individuals aren't necessarily privy to um and that's what I did I came I, I I met with my husband I met with my tribe my village my community and we decided to use this hard situation after removing our child our our daughter from that space that day how could we impact the community for, for good and ultimately reflect God. And so what we decided to do was to rally the community together. And it was towards the end of the school, but the principal gave us permission to meet every morning at the flagpole in front of the school and to pray, pray over the staff, pray over the students, pray over individuals who um, have been in situations like this, people of color, to pray over those specifically um, impacted by the text message, to pray over the hearts that are hardened, that would be calloused enough to um, send a threatening message to individuals. And it was a beautiful tapestry of. God's creation united in a diverse way Um, and we pray that it reflected him well and the fruit the lasting fruit by choosing not to operate in my flesh but to be led by the Holy Spirit impacted individuals even today I get individuals who remember that situation remember what has all transpired through conversations through platforms about racial relations and racial um, issues and how to come together and have those courageous conversations um, and move forward in the next right thing for us to do individually and collectively to create awareness and empathy for the realities of so many so I sit back and again am reminded of the good and the hard that can coexist and that God doesn't waste a thing and that all the things that he takes us through in this life and this journey, um, my prayer is always that it draws the heart of man, of men um, closer to him, that we lean in in his word and his promises.
0: Um, that's so (laughs) inspiring and such a good example to me as a mom as well, because mm -hmm. I've heard the phrase before more is caught than taught, um, Mm -hmm. for kids. And I just know how you responded, taught your kids a lot and they learned a lot how to face situations, um, as they grow up and into their adulthood, just because of how they watch you do that. And it reminds me as a mom to really, really just, um, follow the holy spirit and listen to him because my kids are watching and they're learning and i want them to know the right way to handle situations and not my flesh response that is so so true what is really caught
1: verse taught um they're watching even if they don't say anything Um, And so we just want to always try to reflect God in his word and what would God have us to do. And sometimes we fall and sometimes we fall short of that. And we have to repent Mm -hmm. of those actions and be honest and. That's why we need a savior. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to surrender our ways and our thoughts and our actions to Him and pray for His will to be done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in those moments, they're still learning. You know, they're learning dependence on a savior and the need for humility and repentance and apologizing. And I love that, like you said, the Romans eight twenty eight. He uses all things, even even where we mess up.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. What I my desire is for my children is for them to have a faith of their own to have a relationship with god on their own separate from their parents and to not put us on a platform as parents Mm -hmm. now we are are um discipling them and we are stewarding them well but ultimately we are man and we are fallible and we will make mistakes and so my desires for them to anchor to
0: god's word because he will not fail them when we as parents do so good Yep, that's right so you faced you're still facing the situation with your brother Mm -hmm. and you walked through that with your daughter and the community those are two really hard things that you shared Mm -hmm. and at the beginning you talked about how joy and grief can coexist really hard things um, and joy can coexist Mm Is there anything else you want to share on that just to kind of close out that or any more of your story that you'd like to share? I just, I mean,
1: I have some funny highlights (laughs) that I could talk about too um, (laughs) because it doesn't have to always be hard and heavy. Mm -hmm. But closing those things out, it's just a reminder that um, God's word is clear about not if you know, but when it comes that we will have trouble, we will have hardship, we will have trials and tribulations, but we can have joy and peace and delight and good in him because of who he is, because of the Holy Spirit residing in us, because of his promises. And so that is the reminder. My story is not, um, is not necessarily any in any other individual stories it's unique to my journey but we all have a story and we never know um who needs to hear um a piece of our story that will make them have the courage to step into um the next right thing in their life to respond and trust god in those hard spaces and so um Again, I'm just reminded that what the enemy meant for evil, God can absolutely turn it in to good for us and for those in our in our space. It's really good. sphere of influence.
0: Yeah. I want to ask you, you had mentioned a couple of times how important a village is and your tribe is. How would you recommend to somebody to even find a tribe or to get a tribe? Was that easy for you to, to make really good friends that you could trust? Well, I think that in in the haste
1: of this world and busyness we 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 have to pray that god gives us margin and space um to build that relational equity and that was a specific prayer for mine i transitioned from corporate america to Um, non-profit to be able to have a little bit more work-life balance and one of my prayers was not necessarily adding more individuals to my space but to go deeper with the relationships um, that I had and so I think that we have to choose to be uh, uncomfortable at mm-hmm. times. I think we have to choose to be honest and authentic and transparent in the seasons that we end. And I don't mean, when I say that, I don't mean divulge every, you know, every detail of your life, but to be in a space where individuals, I always tell ladies, when we're our authentic self, it should give women or individuals in our space to feel comfortable enough to be authentic in that space. And if we are consistently around individuals who feel like they can't open up to any degree, then we have to check how are we conversing with that individual, um, that they would be comfortable enough to share those hard. And so um, be real, be transparent, be authentic about what... um, God has you going through you never know uh what the next person might be going through with with you um similar or different or just needs to hear that I'm not alone again like I said at the top of the conversation that the enemy would have us um be isolated or alone or not feeling as if uh others are going through hard and so the relationships that I will that I have cultivated, I would have ever thought that they would be the relationships that are um, some of my closest relationships. So we have to give space and opportunity and margin to be able to build that relational equity. And I think in a world of busyness and to-do lists and tasks and children and ministries and work and home duties and all of those things, we pass people we don't see people um and so my prayer has always been um to just to see people to appreciate to champion to encourage to see the value of all of god's creation and when we create that space to be able to cultivate those
0: relationships they form yeah yeah they form. I love what you said your friend did when you got that phone call too about your brother that she just sat with you she Mm -hmm. wept with you she listened to you Mm -hmm. because she's probably not in the same situation you're in but she can just be with you and that probably meant a lot to you.
1: Absolutely that is so true sometimes we feel like we have to fix or we have to do or we have to have an answer and the older that I get the more I recognize what I need or what other people need sometimes is just presence. Mm-hmm. just simple presence. No, I don't understand. I've gotten several hard calls the last in the last couple of weeks with girlfriends who have lost individuals in their lives, parents um and I cannot relate to that, but I can sit and I can listen and I can be present and I can pray. And I can remind them that they're not alone and that they have a village. And so, um, yeah, I think one funny story that I shared uh, about my neighbor and we do walks and talks about three or four times a week. I text her today. It's so funny. I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm getting a colonoscopy. We'll, we'll <laughs> walk. <laughs> we'll walk soon. Um, but uh one funny story my husband and i were celebrating our uh our anniversary in 2017 and wow what happened in 2017 in houston texas it was hurricane harvey that's right, right? <laughs> and it takes a village and i'll never forget my husband and i were at the furthest point from Houston we were in Alaska for our anniversary oh, wow. and so i had to depend on my village and my tribe she said go turn off the news my mother-in-law was here with my four kids and she said we'll take care of we'll take care of the kids and she would send me pictures of them out in the street playing in the rain and playing in the pool and it was just a sweet reminder that even in the in the hard and the good that we are better together, that we need um, a village, that we need to cross the street and cultivate relationships. And that's why I talked a little bit earlier about proximity. A lot of people assume, hey, I go to church with someone of uh, a different culture or a different race or a different social economic status or what have you. But it takes time and relational equity in margin to build that relationship and so it it takes us to move and go across the street and and cross um aisles and go across the sanctuary or get into different spaces to build those relationships that we would not think we would necessarily have Mm -hmm. and some of the best relationships that i have is because someone took the time Uh, to see me, and to appreciate the difference in me, and the diversity in um, thought, Um, and those have been the, the richest relationships that I've I've cultivated thus far, so I love that. Thank you, Regina. My kids survived Hurricane Harvey. (laughs) Yes, Uh, they were well taken care of. We had a great time, and so
0: you know what's funny is my husband had already planned a trip for me for Disney World for my birthday, and it happened to be when Hurricane Harvey came. And he's like, "Still go." He didn't go with me, so it was just me and our friends. Mm -hmm. And then we had to leave early because Hurricane Irma hit Florida, (laughs) and they shut Disney World down. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going from one hurricane to another." I know. I know, like,
1: literally, we left the day before it hit and came back, like, the day after it was all over. And I was like, wow, we missed the whole whole thing. My kids hold that over over us still to this day. (laughs) Was your house fine? House is fine. Neighborhood was fine. Everything. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. It's going to encourage a lot of people, and it definitely encouraged me. I want to ask my last fun question. If is there anything else you want to share before I ask it? No, okay. I just no. I
1: just thank you for choosing to allow me to be in this space with you.
0: Oh, yeah, thank I pray you.
1: Pray it blesses and it resonates on the hearts of whomever has the opportunity to hear this podcast.
0: Amen. So the last fun question I like to ask all my guests is: If you could sit down with someone from the past or present and hear their God stories, who would it be and why?
1: Yeah, when you asked me this, I was like, "Wow, that is complicated." <laughs> I, I had to really narrow down. I, I had everybody from from Eve, <laughs> from Eve to Esther to Harriet Tubman, but I think I landed on Harriet Tubman and um, and what her God story would be. And I just I I, I picked her. Um, because I could not imagine what she had to navigate the amount of fear and terror and rage and fortitude and trust in God to keep her through um, through such a hard season um, in life. And how God used her to help individuals seek freedom and um i couldn't imagine just how hard it was but again it's a reminder that we all have a story my life is not like what um harriet tubman um navigated but god can give us the courage and the strength and the fortitude to be used by him um An impact on a scale and magnitude that is overwhelming to man but we trust him we trust him with every move every decision and that is what she exuded in her life and so um, that is why I picked her as one of the many individuals who has impacted me she was moved um, She took risk, and I'm reminded that in this life, on this journey, that we have to take risks. So what is the doable risk that we're willing to take? Um, And it's going to cost us something, and it could have been her life, um, but she was willing to do the hard for the sake of what God called her to do and to save a people and so yeah she inspired me
0: yeah i want to encourage everyone to look her up too because i just learned that that wasn't her name that she was given at birth Mm -hmm. and i found that really interesting and then we were laughing earlier because esther also wasn't the name she was given with there's a common theme. Absolutely. So that's your investment. If you're listening, look up the real
1: name of Harriet Tubman and Esther. That's in the right. Bible. That's yeah.
0: right. And you know what? I hope, I don't know how it will work when we get to heaven, but I hope we get to sit down with them and get to hear their story or just ask them questions.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. And they be inspired and intrigued by our stories as well, because, you know, it's one of those things where she probably was just like, I got to do this. I I have, I have to choose to do the hard for the sake of my life and the sake of those who need to be saved. So that's really good. Thank you, Regina. Thank you so much. Thank you for your obedience. And again, thank you for allowing me to be on this platform
0: with you. It was awesome. Friends, thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love if you could share it with a friend. If you could give a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be amazing. That way, when other friends come across it, they know to listen too. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at GodStoriesWithCassie. Love you guys so much. Have a great day.